Immigrants have always been expected to learn the native language. But some say kids can benefit from bilingual parenting. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Our guest is Roxana Soto, co-author of Bilingual is Better, Two Latina Moms on How the Bilingual Parenting Revolution is Changing the Face of America. She's also a co-author of a parenting blog called Spanglish Baby, which recently was named a must-read mom's blog by Parenting Magazine. So, Roxana, pretty much from the founding of our nation, immigrants to the U.S. would typically expect their descendants to leave behind the language of wherever they originated and learn to speak only English. But you disagree with that. It's not so much that I disagree with it. I think it's historically what's happened in this country with pretty much every immigrant group that has settled here. But we have noticed that there's been a change. My best friend, Anna Flores, who I co-founded the blog with and whom I co-wrote the book with, We knew we wanted to not do that with our children. We knew we wanted to raise them to be bilingual, to speak both English and Spanish, which are the two languages that we speak ourselves. And when we created a community, SpanglishBaby.com, we realized that there were a lot of other parents out there that thought the same way. There's been a movement towards saying, yes, you can be an immigrant and want to assimilate to your new culture, to the new country that you have chosen to live in, but you don't have to you know, let go of your heritage and your culture. Page 134 of your book has a controversial title, and that is, All Children in the U.S. Should Learn Spanish. Some people would say, why not Chinese or some other language, perhaps reflecting their own heritage? Yeah, no, we actually believe that they, you know, as long as they learn a second language, it doesn't really matter which one it is. I mean, we advocate for Spanish because that's our first language, and that's the language we're using to teach our children. But the reality is that Spanish, for us, is also kind of like the one that makes sense the most in this country because just the sheer numbers of Latinos that already live in this country. So it seems productive to do that, even for parents who are not necessarily bilingual themselves. To expose the children to a second language, that being Spanish, would be a great idea. But again, it really doesn't matter what language it is. We're advocating for bilingualism in general. What do you see as some of the advantages for a child who is raised speaking two languages? There are many, many, many advantages, actually. You know, from the cognitive, the studies that have been done, especially in the last few years, prove that bilingual people were uh, excellent multitaskers, were able to concentrate better. Our brains are more flexible, and all of those kind of make sense if you think about it, because we're constantly having to negotiate what language to use whenever we open our mouth, depending on who we're talking to. We're also better readers. We're better at reading comprehension, and unbelievably, it's also been proven to offset the beginning of Alzheimer's disease later on in life. For Latinos, I would say, it's also a way to keep that connection to our culture that I was talking about before. It's a way to say, yes, we're immigrants or we've been in this country for two generations or three generations, but we still want to have that link back and teach them because the Latino culture is so rich and so full of great traditions that it's a great way to have that kind of like bridge between the two cultures. What do you see as some of the biggest obstacles in raising a bilingual child? The biggest problem that we've seen also in the blog is when the kids get to the rebellion stage and every single kid pretty much goes through this and that's when they kind of start saying, well, you know, why do I have to speak the second language, whether it be Spanish or whatever it is. A lot of kids go through that stage. The other one is lack of resources for you to be able to expose your children to the minority language, in my case, Spanish. My daughter goes to an all-English school, a regular public school, where everything is, you know, she's taught is, is in English, and so it's up to me for her when she comes back home to make sure that she's still exposed to Spanish. 
Roxana, many people believe that one of the strengths of America is its tradition of being a melting pot and that by maintaining the walls of previous cultures and languages that in some ways it divides us as a nation. How do you respond to that? My response is pretty simple. You really can be a full-fledged American and still be bilingual and still keep some of the traditions from your ancestors, wherever they came from. I mean, one thing doesn't take away from the other. I think that's pretty much, in my view, the definition of being an American, of being able to do all that. And still, I don't think there's one definition to just say, well, Americans are supposed to be this particular way. I understand that maybe in the past that was the thought, but I think we are evolving, we're changing. I mean, it's like a new face of America. We look different, we're acting different. And I think that if we all start embracing all our difference, we actually could be even stronger as a nation. Interesting conversation. Roxana Soto, co-author of Bilingual is Better and the co-founder of a website called SpanglishBaby.com. Roxana, thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. We've reached the end of another InfoTrack radio broadcast, but you can keep it going online. Just visit TalkZone.com for more. Our show is produced by Syndication Networks in Chicago with Internet services by Pair.com. Our thanks to InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. Catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.